Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. On the BetQL Network. Ooh, everybody take a deep breath after that one last night. Ooh, wow. Yeah, we got... Uh, Simmer down now. Simmer down. That was an SNL skit, right? I don't know. Yes, it I, was. My head's still spinning. Cherry O'Terry. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. <laughs> head's still spinning after Cowboys Seahawks last night on Thursday Night Football. Welcome into BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mackin for Joe Ostrowski today and Monday, alongside Ed Egross and Aaron Hawksworth. We are here until noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, live coast to coast on the BetQL Network wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app. Download it. It's free. Take it with you and us with you, whatever you're doing this Friday morning. And watch the show. If you're parked in one spot, all you got to do, twitch.tv slash betql, or go to YouTube and pull up the Odyssey Sports channel. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, X as well, at BetQL Daily, where all the content gets pushed out, podcasts, videos. It's all here for you as we look ahead to the rest of Week 13 in the NFL. It's an interesting slate, if nothing else. we got conference championships in college football starting tonight out west. John Daigle of 4 for 4 and Bet Spart's going to join us exactly one hour from now to break down some of his favorite plays for this weekend. We'll get you our lightning bets. We got you covered for all of it. But, Ed, let's start with last night, the Cowboys, 41-35 over the Seahawks. And they... <laughs> They made a sweat. <laughs> it, 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 look, if you if you laid the points with the Cowboys, you didn't end up winning this one anyway. Seahawks covered the the nine point spread, went way over the total as well. We had some team total plays yesterday that we hit on, but just classic Seahawks in that mm, they had multiple opportunities. The Cowboys kept handing them opportunities to try and win this thing, and they just they just couldn't pull it out. Uh, and Geno fails once again. Season starting to kind of spiral for Geno and the Seahawks. Yeah, just a little bit. At the same time, there's some things the Seahawks did really, really well. And then there's some things where, like, their fourth down decision making, not so much going for it on fourth down, but just the play calling that they had in terms of these outside runs or, or gives, you know, several yards in the backfield. All that fun stuff just proves us one more time that the Seahawks are a tad dysfunctional. And it's been this way for some time now. Nothing is different as far as that's concerned. Uh, but we are seeing some things where you go, okay, 
they found some weaknesses in this Cowboys defense, which we thought just would not happen at all. We thought this Cowboys defense, now that the Browns are falling back down to reality, we go, okay, could the Cowboys have the best defense? Ravens certainly are really good, but maybe the Cowboys are up there as well. Maybe they're top three. Well, the problem is this whole Duran Bland thing is something that we need to talk about because all those pick sixes that he has accrued this season, they're for a reason because he has the opportunities to get them. It's not like the best defensive back in football is the one getting all of the pick sixes. Why? Because a quarterback isn't throwing the ball in that direction. They tend to avoid that DB altogether. But Geno Smith had no qualms throwing in Deron Bland's direction, and it paid off. DK Metcalf was targeted five times when Bland was the nearest defender. Four passes were caught for 111 yards and three scores. For the game, Bland was targeted 14 times, 10 catches, 184 yards, three scores, and a pick. So to me, that says there's a reason why Deron Bland wasn't starting at cornerback for the Cowboys to begin with. Now, he's had some great spurts against bad quarterbacks, but against a decent to good one in Geno Smith, he was not able to perform well. Against great receivers, he was not able to perform well. And this is a really important lesson, Aaron, because what we are trying to figure out concerning the Cowboys going forward is, okay, are they good enough to beat the best teams? Well, we saw a mediocre team be able to exploit a mismatch, and I have questions now. Yeah, and you should. I mean, that was the narrative all week long. Now that you're finally facing better competition in the Seahawks, I know you called them dysfunctional, but the teams the Cowboys played before that were way more dysfunctional <laughs> than Seattle. And look, Seattle almost won that game. So yeah, there are some concerns. I love the gamemanship, gamesmanship by DK Metcalf. Cap, giving Deron Bland all this credit all week. Oh yeah, I've been scouting him. I've been watching <laughs> the tape. This guy has more touchdowns than me. And then DK goes out there and absolutely destroys him. That is incredible. That is what you need to do to your enemy. Talk him up, give him all the credit. And then you know, you saw some things on film that you're like, yep, I got this guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to Ed's point and yours, Aaron, DK Metcalf just torched Deron Bland. I mean, he, he just, mm -hmm. you know, it's six catches overall for the entire game, 134 and the three TDs all coming against Bland, which does create some questions. You know, when the Seahawks go out and hang 35 on you, there's some serious questions to ask of the Cowboys defense going forward, especially with Philly on the horizon. So, that's something we can yeah. talk about as we push forward into next week. Something to keep an eye on futures-wise, Dak making a charge in the MVP race. Now right behind Jalen Hurts, 375, plus 375 at BetMGM. 299 yards, three touchdown passes, his sixth consecutive game with multiple TD passes. That's the third longest such streak in franchise history. If you're jumping on the Dak MVP bandwagon, now is the time to do it before it completely and totally leaves you in the dust, Ed. Oh, I might push back on that. I feel Ooh. like that the best number was weeks ago. And this is something that I know Joe and I discussed at ad nauseum where we go, okay, if you think Dak can do this, you better go ahead and get it now because operators are standing by. At some point, <laughs> this number is going to shorten significantly, and that's exactly what's happened. Plus 375 is not good value at this rate because 
Dak does have a good chance, but this is the big thesis that I've had all week long. Dak Prescott can very well inv- can win MVP. Absolutely, he can do it. The problem is he needs help. He can't do it by himself. Jalen Hurts does need to fall back in some way. He needs to play poorly. He needs mm-hmm. to miss games. The Eagles need to fall back down in some way, shape, or form to where it's the Cowboys winning the division. Some sort of combination of those actions need to occur for Dak Prescott to win MVP. And I think one of the big lessons, one of my big takeaways from last night, Chris, is that, okay, Dak was phenomenal, and he had to be phenomenal to win that ball game because the defense at times was letting the Cowboys down, but also the offensive line let down Dak a little bit. When you go to next-gen stats, Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith on the left side had bad outings, bad outings. They normally allow some of the lower pressure rates in football, but they could not contain pass rushers that Seattle kept throwing at them. And to me, this could be a troubling sign, even though they do have a week and a half, this sort of you know mini-buy before they face the Eagles. But the Eagles' pass rushers, they are fantastic. So that's going to be a very important matchup that we look at down the road. But as far as how Dak performed, he was getting pressured a lot, but he was evading that pressure really, really well. I mean, you recall uh, that one pass in the fourth quarter when it looked like he was getting taken down. Yeah. He was able to escape, throw to the sidelines to Jalen Tolbert, and he was able to make the play there. He was also able, and I think this is one of those underrated things when it comes to quarterback play. You find your wide receiver one. He may be moving around in different spots, either out wide or in the slot, things like that. But you still know exactly where he is and what he's doing. And you know to trust him no matter when you have to release the football. And that Dak to CeeDee Lamb connection has been phenomenal. It's been fantastic. So I can't say enough good things about Dak Prescott, both in terms of how he performed last night and how he's performed all season long. But he does need some help to win MVP, Aaron. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The farmer's dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Yeah, I agree with you. And a lot of people I respect have been pounding the table the last week or month even for Dak and Purdy. Maybe the value's on Purdy right now too. But as for Dak, so the upcoming schedule I think is a bit tough. You've got the Eagles, you got Buffalo, you got, sorry, at Buffalo, at Miami, then you're hosting Detroit, then at Washington. Lions that should be stuff. a layup. So, yeah. So, in terms of <laughs> schedule, and then you look at Hurts, I mean, he, he would have to really stumble. Obviously, the San Francisco game is going to be tough. Then at Dallas, that's going to be the big one. Then the Seahawks. But then you've got Giants, Cardinals, Giants. I think it mm-hmm. still lays out better just schedule wise whether it's fair or not for Hertz right now yeah it's going to be interesting to see the swing next I guess a week from Monday after these two play each other uh in Dallas uh the Eagles and Cowboys and Dak versus Jalen Hurts and you're right Ed like the the value may be it's cut in half from from yesterday, I think. Mm. What was it? We were talking Dak eight to one MVP yesterday. We're down yeah. to three seventy five now, so more than cut in half. Um, you're right, though. Dak is going to have to have those moments. He's got opportunities against some of those defenses, but you're right, Aaron. Yeah. Not the same defenses that Jalen Hurts is going to face the final <laughs> three weeks. Um, it, you know, Dolphins, Eagles in the mix, uh, as well as Lions and Commanders in the last two weeks. So maybe a chance to light up the scoreboard a bit for Dak as well. Another future to talk about, Micah Parsons in the thick of the defensive player of the year race. Um, pulling right up into the rearview mirror of Miles Garrett, who's still the favorite at plus 150. Micah now at plus 170, so right on Garrett's heels. And then you've got old Trent Jordan Watt, TJ Watt, uh, right behind those two at 280 before you get to some of the long shots. I don't know about the Ron Bland futures for DPOY anymore. After what happened last night, he's 15 to one. Then you get to the Max Crosby's and Chris Jones of the world. Uh, but Ed, this is, this has been a, such a great race the last few years as Micah has come in and, and, and taken the league by storm. You still have Miles Garrett producing for Cleveland dinged up now though. TJ Watt going for the sack record again. Um, th- I, I don't know where your lean is on this. If you have one right now, but with Micah playing for the Cowboys, getting the primetime opportunities the last couple of weeks, you understand why he's risen up the board so quickly. And it's not just the fact that he's playing for the Cowboys, but also that he's performing really well in high leverage situations. Mm -hmm. Just go back to last night, that fourth and two play, the Seahawks did not block Parsons. Isn't that the one guy you need to be worried about? Shouldn't that have been like a Tank Lawrence play or something like that? Instead, it's Micah Parsons. Like He's someone who can play out of different positions. He can move around a good bit. The first thing you need to do is keep track of where he is and then worry about everybody else later. 
because Parsons is leading the league in quick pressures, less than two and a half seconds from the snap of the ball. And this is an important stat to me because it can very well be predictive of a highlight reel. By that, I mean those plays that we remember that get posted on social media and we discuss forever and ever and ever being unblocked to the quarterback and taking him down. I think it's a lot easier for him to have that highlight reel going forward than just about anybody else. Now, granted, Miles Garrett already has a fantastic body of work, so it's probably safe that he is the favorite right now. But I would not look past Micah Parsons at this point. I think he's still very much in contention. As far as TJ Watt goes, like I'd like to have a couple more big games out of him to really take him seriously as far as this conversation is concerned. But one thing that does go in his favor is that sacks do tend to carry the weight when it comes to how voters are thinking about this award. So that does matter a great deal. But you just look at last night, Parsons, seven pressures and a run stuff. That was why the Cowboys defensively were able to do just enough against Geno Smith, Aaron. I think Miles Garrett could be a little more injured than maybe we think. And so I would maybe look elsewhere considering he's the favorite. And if you're looking for value, hear me out on this. What if this one Duran Bland game, like if he's able to turn it around against these big, you know, tougher competition, better defenses the rest of the way, is this a buy low spot? I don't know if the number, if you're getting better value this morning on him, but could he turn everything around after last night and still you know be on that uh, trending upwards and insert himself back into the conversation the reason why i don't think that can happen is because he wasn't starting the season like i think you have to look at the entire 17 game body of work for an award like this one where like if you miss a couple of games that might be more forgivable than having a really bad outing. Not to mention the position he plays, defensive back. That's difficult Tough. to win anyway because mm-hmm. sometimes the best defensive backs just don't get the opportunities, and those who do, sometimes they make the most of them, and sometimes they get burned, and there are enough voters who remember the times when that cornerback does get burned, and because this was a primetime game, yeah. I think it's going to be a big, big problem going forward. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about Parsons, or excuse me, Bland. Um, Real quick point on Parsons, and it was a great breakdown by Ben Solak of The Ringer on why Parsons came as free as he did last night on that fourth and two play that that you referenced, Ed. They they had a design where DJ Dallas was supposed to chip him kind of as he leaked out into the flat. But Michael Parsons is so fast, he just blew the whole damn thing up, which right. is a good argument for Michael Parsons' Defensive Player of the Year. I'll say this, and this isn't just Pittsburgh Steelers guy being Pittsburgh Steelers guy. T.J. Watt's facing some less than impressive quarterbacking down the stretch. Mm-hmm. If he can continue to force turnovers, continue to get some of those strip sacks, that could mm. vault him back up into the conversation, especially with Miles Garrett perhaps being more injured, like you said, Aaron, than we might think. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Yeah, it's it's good, decent value, perhaps. Uh, let's dive into some of this week's games. Lions trying to bounce back against the Saints. We'll start there next on BetQL Daily.